What's going on, Badger fans? Let's talk about it. Therapy session. Um, it was kind of ugly, but we also covered a lot to talk about on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everybody? It is Locked On Badgers. I'm your host, Ryan Herrings. we got Rajiv up there, Justin over there, Ryan over there. Uh, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs, if you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And this is a therapy show. So we're going to talk about everything we just saw coming out of that kind of a, a really weird game against Georgia Southern. I don't know how, where everyone else is, but it feels like a really weird game to me. We're going to go around the horn, talk about it. But first... Hey, Doc, I need to talk about it. My head is going to explode. What the heck just happened? It's the therapy session on Locked On Badgers. I could have used that after the first half. <laughs> we and all could have. <laughs> maybe need to start with here. Believe with Rajiv is never in the chats. Rajiv, I was in the Discord. I was in the Discord. Never in the game chats, Rajiv. Victor Jones has an issue. I'm the only. I'm the only person that shows up for all the, the I live was, chats. I was in the game chat today. I was in the Discord game chat. I don't know, Victor. I don't know where you're talking about. I was there. <laughs> Let's uh, start. So today, today's actually my daughter's birthday, so I was at my her first birthday. So I was Happy spending birthday. most of the morning with her. I had the game on. Happy not birthday, her. Justin's going to say congratulations. I'm going to say not acceptable. <laughs> I'm the nice one. Let's start here, guys. Let's start big picture. Like, I always like to start the the therapy session, the the reaction show. Like, what's your big picture takeaway from the, the game against Georgia Southern? Uh, Ryan, let's start with you on this one. Well, well, well. Here we are after the game. Mark Jones, you in there? Tinfoil hat, you in there? Any of you Georgia State, Georgia Northern, Georgia Southern, any of you directional school representatives in the chat? Crickets. Waiting. Crickets? Yeah, I thought so. 20 point. We're not Scott Frost. We're not Nebraska. Next time you try to come on a Locked On Badger show and try to talk that gas the night before the game, show back up. I'm here. I was going to be here for a loss. Thanks for coming. Hope you like your money. Enjoy your trip home. I'm glad you got to jump around. I mean, I I love the passion, but what were you thinking at the end of the first half? Were you- <laughs> oh, that's all I have prepared. Wasn't I'm, that? I'm a one-trick pony. I just had to come cut the promo. Uh, <laughs> after the first half, I was debating. I was like, "Do I sell my Ohio State tickets?" Because <laughs> I saw the Georgia, the Georgia Southern fans. They were having just a delightful time, and they're they're lovely people. But we, we we're a little bigger than our britches, I think. Uh, you, ooh, there was a lot of stuff I heard over there, and I was like, Sun Belt. Big Ten, something wasn't adding up for me, but mm. I'm glad the boys came through and covered. I said anything under a 20 point win would be very disappointing. Um, way too many coverage breaks downs, but um, I'm terrified with the Big Ten schedule. Uh, you cannot let anybody with competent receiver play and quarterback play and an offensive line that's not from the Sun Belt. Uh, otherwise, it's going to get rough. But mm. I'll let you do the show, boys. I love listening to the three of you. I just had to come in because old, old buddy. Uh, was coming at me 30 plus points and we beat Nebraska and we almost beat Minnesota. Put that on a ring. Uh, best of luck to you. We hope you have safe travels. Hopefully Delta gets you back to Georgia without any delays. Uh, thank you. Come again. See you later. I love Ryan. Man. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Let's, let's continue going here, guys. Um, so a lot of questions here in terms of that first half performance, right? We've talked about that before. Like the second half was great. Yeah. You can't you can't go into the half 
with Georgia Southern in that position, right? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong on that? I mean, the, my biggest takeaway from this game is quite simply the slow starts need to end. I would much rather be a team that starts fast and and tends to taper off a little bit because then you can at least get the, the mental edge over the other team than being a team that starts slow and has to turn it on because odds are if you're playing a good team, you're not making that comeback. It's just not happening. They're going to they're gonna continue to step on the gas whenever you try to make up ground and you're stuck. Now, a good team, if you if you get them up on them three touchdowns to nothing, you might be able to break them mentally a little bit. I'd much rather have that than play play from reverse. I mean, this game was really strange. <clears throat> First half, I felt like I was having heart palpitations watching this. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to lose this game? Down 14 to 7, I'm just losing my mind. And luckily, we did what we did last week. We had a good third quarter. Um, you know, we brought it back and we did what we had to do to win the game. That being said, look, this is nowhere near good enough. This is nowhere near where we need to be to win the Big Ten West. We can't win the Big Ten West if we can't dominate Georgia Southern. Now, I know people are saying in the chat it was a blowout. It's not a blowout, in my opinion, because I understand we won by 21. I understand we covered the spread. But we did not we did not dominate this team. This team gave us several turnovers. And kudos to the defense for creating the turnovers. Not I shouldn't say create for taking advantage of the turnovers and actually getting the turnovers. That's good, right? We clearly needed that. We didn't score nearly enough points off, off of turnovers as we needed to, but we did in the second half. Few bright spots, you know, look, I think Mordecai clearly in the second half showed the leadership, showed the heart he needed to, to, to take us over the finish line and get the, and get the win. Um, the running game looked much, much better today, which is great. But again, you're playing a Georgia Southern defense. Everything's got to be looked at through a lens now of who'd you play, right? But there's way more on the bad side that I was my big takeaways on the bad side are just I was really upset with with the play of Bryson Green and I have been for a couple weeks now. He's getting balls thrown his way and I don't feel like he's making enough adjustments to go get the ball. I texted you guys, I put in the Discord in the game chat, Victor, um, in, the, in the first half that I think Bryson needs to go get the ball. He he needs to go out and be a receiver. You can't just wait for the ball to come to you because that's how the ball gets picked off, gets tipped, pass breakups, all those things happen unless you're going to go get it. So I think, again, DK had a good game. Bell had a good game. Um, Ashcraft had a good game. Rucci had a couple nice catches. So there were some bright spots, but we need to be better. We're not going to beat Iowa. We're not going to beat Ohio State. We're not even going to beat Purdue and Minnesota. If we play like this, we have to be better. Do I think we can be? Sure. I I still think we're going to have improvement. But this game just once again – gives me a lot of cause for concern truthfully i just i feel like where i'm at is again i'm just disappointed coming into the season how how hyped up we were how hyped up we you know gave all you know we we, we were part of that i've just been disappointed and that's the really the one word that i can just say right now is i'm just disappointed in what we've seen i want us to be better i want us to be cleaner i want us to tackle better i want us to make more plays but took to a few steps in the right direction last thing i'll say and in, in the right direction is long ago I'm very glad that we only saw like one or two wide um, running back screen passes. That was good. Allen had one and went for two yards, but then he actually ran the running backs up the middle. He did proper things with them. We made some adjustments. We won the game. Let's move on to the big 10 season, but we need to be better. Yeah. I think that's well said. Like we need to be better, right? I would start there. Rajiv. I, I agree with that. This was not a good enough performance and Wisconsin covered. If you, if you, there's a lot of games where college football fans look at the final score and say, oh, Wisconsin covered, right track, check mark, right? 
we got six we got six turnovers in this game. That's fluky, right? We've talked about turnovers on this this program, like the the two Cam Ward plays where they bounce right into his hands. That's fluky. Getting six turnovers in a game is fluky. If you get six turnovers in a game against a Sun Belt team, you should beat them by seventy. Um, and that that's hyperbole. Like I don't necessarily saying that, but. I don't think Wisconsin did a good enough job in this game of capitalizing on those turnovers. We talked about that. I, I still feel like they're trying to figure out what they're doing offensively. And I agree with you hundred percent on Bryson green regime. Like I, if you're a big physical receiver at some point, like Cephas makes some of those catches. I'm yes. firmly convinced of that. And if at some point you have to make some of those big plays, if you're going to be billed as that guy. So I'm a little disappointed there. I'm also a little disappointed that they're not finding more ways to get a guy like Pauling involved. I think he is an explosive X factor on this offense. Um, we were watching in the playback. It, it felt like they didn't make a concerted effort what, for whatever reason in the first half to get him the ball. So I think you're still figuring out stuff to, offensively. I don't think you can count on six turnovers every game. I'm come away from this game seeing that they covered, but also a little disappointed in how they did it. You know, we had um, base mass penalties. We had illegal formation penalties. What are we doing? I mean, you, let's get, let's get the right number of people on the line. Like these are, this is the third game of the season, guys. Like these can't we can't be making those types of mistakes because yeah, it's fine against Georgia Southern. We still won by 21 points, but you you play that next week at, at night on a in a road game in the Big Ten, you, it's gonna cost you. And you know, we've seen we've seen bad penalties the first couple weeks and we saw more today. And I, that stuff's got got to be cleaned up. And you know, it's just it's it's time. It it's not there's no reason three games in that we should be having these kind of penalties. Really, there's no reason for it at all. That's a great point. We got to take a quick break for our friends of the show, Justin. I see you, but I stopped you. <laughs> take a quick break for our friends of the show over at LinkedIn, but we're going to come back and continue talking about this game. Get your comments. Billy Bob says six turnovers, only three scores. Not a good offensive showing. We're going to continue talking about it, plus players of the game. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn continues to be the number one source for professional marketing, which even Justin knows this. You got to have the right pieces around you. That's what LinkedIn does. It Simple tools, um, screening tools to get the, the people have no business interviewing for your job. Uh, they have no business being there. LinkedIn takes those people out of the equation. So you're not wasting time. LinkedIn's not wasting time. They are the number one professional marketing tool in the workplace. It's what I use to continue uh, really managing my professional network. Plus, uh, we have a great offer right now on the Lockdown Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, let's get uh, – I never took the boys off of this. Well, the boys are still here. Um, guys, I want to start here. I really want to continue talking about this game because I think it's a very strange, weird, odd game. But I do want to kick it over to both you guys. Um, I know you guys got something kind of on the back, on the oven cooking here. Uh, let's kick it over to you guys for kind of a cool special announcement. Yeah, so um... – you know, look, we've we've really enjoyed being on Lockdown Badgers, and we're going to continue doing that. But Justin and I have decided that we are going to start our own podcast. It's really going to be complimentary to Locked On. It's not gonna it's not going to be anything to you know compete. Like we've, we all three of us have said many times that you know the more content that, that's out there for Badgers is is better for all of us. And you know the more things you listen to is great. So it's going to be a little different. We're not going to do a daily thing. It's going to be a weekly show that might have some other elements midweek. Uh, it's going to be a bit more long form, right? So Ryan's shows are 30 to 45 minutes, uh, five days a week at least. Um, he does a lot more than that even. And this will just be once a week, bigger, deeper dives, 
um, you know, into things, always all things Wisconsin, football, basketball. We are still going to be on Locked on Badgers. This is a really important thing mm-hmm. for us. Justin and I were absolutely adamant about that. And also, Ryan, hopefully, will be joining us on the new show. I'll let Justin announce the name of that here in a second. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're really excited to do it. We hope that, that you all will come listen to us there. And, again, it's just going to be more long-form weekly. We'll take a, a little bit longer to go deeper into things. Um, but very complimentary to what we're doing here. Thank you to Ryan for allowing us to obviously be on this show and helping us build our own uh, platform. Yeah, this show is going to be called The Bucky Report. Uh, Ryan, we will be joining him. Listen, we're going to be staying in the Discord with Locked On. Mm -hmm. So Ryan may give us our our own little topic handle there for something for us to to kind of dive into stuff for our show. He is definitely going to be a welcome guest on the show there. Uh, It's going to be a little bit more big picture look at things. You know, we might dive into how is the first quarter of the season looked and really deep dive into some things a little bit more and some topics that maybe we can't do quite as much with on a half hour show where it's like, if you really want to get into a conversation on it, you're going to eat up an entire episode by just doing that. And we're not really looking to do that. Um, We want Ryan to be able to kind of still do the day-to-day stuff. And then this gives him an outlet to kind of dive into some things that maybe locked on doesn't want him to go quite so far with the the length of episode and stuff like that. So it's just more of a opportunity. And Rajiv and I wanted to have an opportunity to kind of dive into some things of our own where it's like, Hey, we, we feel like, you know, Ryan's got all these other great guests that he wants to have on there. It gives them an opportunity to still do so. And Rajiv and I still get to scratch our itch for being on a a podcast and talking (laughs) about some things. And and I want to just reiterate, this is very complimentary. This is, we're, we're hoping that, you know, Ryan's going to be joining us on that one a lot. We're going to obviously be here. Mm-hmm. So I saw something in Discord, like in the comments here. We're not splitting up. Not, no one's going no. away. The three <laughs> of us are always going to be together. We're, we're definitely going to be doing this continued. So you're not going to really see a change if you just listen to Locked On. Hopefully you join us. Our show will be on YouTube uh, at The Bucky Report. It's going to be on all, where, all you, where you find all your podcasts. So it'll all be available. We're going to start our show this week. Um, yep. We're going to actually just be um, dropping a short episode pre-Purdue game, just introducing everyone to the show. Talking about the Purdue game, and then we'll do our first long-form one um, after the uh, Purdue game early next week. Probably try to record on Sundays, um, release on Monday, and we won't we won't go live right away for the first couple of weeks, but we will eventually join uh, join up live. But thank you, Ryan, for letting us uh, introduce it. No, I love it, man. Like, <laughs> listen, the entirety of this thing has been based on more content is better, more voices are better, right? That's that's a hundred percent what it is. So I love it. Um, a bunch of good comments already. Victor Jones says, uh, let's go. Christian Gross, just exclamation points. Uh, Bo Dragon says he's going to start the I'm Firing Fickle podcast. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I would honestly, I would tune in just to see. Yeah. What he's going to have it. like a voice changer on there. He's going to be like, it's going to be like listening to, uh, <clears throat> to uh, what's the, the horror movie? Scream. He's going to be sitting up. there. <laughs> John says you're splitting up. No, we are not splitting up. Um, I hope. Again, it's just it, like everything Rajiv and Justin said should be complimentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and more voices are better. Like more content, more good content out there is better. And I think we all agree with that. So I, I freaking love it. I think it's amazing. Um, let's let's keep talking this game here, guys. What, what do you feel best about coming out of this game? So coming up to this point after the first game, or not after the first game, after this game, now what do you feel best about coming out of this game with this team in particular? I'm going to, I'm going to dive into this a little bit more from the first segment, even still, and just go in and say, this team is really inconsistent. And I think anyone that says that they have a grasp on what we are this season, like we could end up being a six and six team. We could end up being a nine and three team, a 10 and two team. 
Like the, when you see the glimpses of things going right in the offense, you're like, there it is. I see it. This looks right. This looks, we're really cooking there. There's big plays coming out of nowhere and things are just working. And then you see things go the other way. Like today we had six sacks and six turnovers. And yet we gave up 454 yards of, of offense to the other team or something close to that. And it's like, man, it's like, talk about just a total bipolar game. Like there's so much that went wrong and yet so much that also went right. And it's like, I have no clue what to expect from this team other than the, the slow starts, which are kind of mitigated by the crazy finishes where you're like, why isn't this the offense we see to start the game? Like, I, I just don't understand. The biggest thing I would take away from it is I'm hoping that the offense, these guys take some confidence away from that, the way that game ended and kind of feel a little bit more comfortable going into the game at Purdue because they have to have it. Because these, the beginning of these games, when I watch it, I'm like, this looks like a bunch of guys who are just feeling things out and just don't know, feel comfortable in what they're doing on offense and defense. And that has to change. One thing that I am really happy about and what I'm excited about is Hunter Wooler. Oh, such that a dude is a dude. What a player, man. Like, he should be picks, player of the week for total, the nation. Yeah, 10 total tackles, two picks, uh, one or two sacks, one yeah, sack. One. Yeah. I mean, just he look, he's the anchor of our defense. He's the reason that they didn't, you know, score a lot of more points. And frankly, they played well enough to score more points. And we kept them out of the end zone. We got timely turnovers. Yeah, listen, they're bad throws. That quarterback and, and you know, Ryan, you talked mm-hmm. about it uh, this week is that the guy's prone to interceptions and he showed that today, but we took advantage. You have to still take advantage of them. And we did that. But Hunter Wohler is a dude. And without him, this game looks very different. He is such a player. He's everywhere. Wherever the play is, he's there. He's he's fighting more than anybody else out there. I'm so impressed with him. Um, and I'm also going to give, there's other defensive players that I think had a great game. And again, I think Thompson, Thompson looked good again. He's clearly showing a lot of um, a lot of power, a lot of get off on the ball, a lot of heart. Um, and I think Turner and Cheney also looked good again. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's still some bright spots, but Hunter Wohler is my number one bright, bright spot. That's what I'm feeling the best about right now. And also, I would say that I'm also feeling pretty good about Tanner Mordecai. I, I, I like what I'm seeing at him. I know it's not perfect, but I think a lot of that is maybe routes. Again, we haven't seen the L22. I'm going to go to the game next week. I'm really excited to be there to see what these receivers are doing because why aren't they getting open more? Still a concern for me. Um, but I, but I, I like that Tanner Mordecai can settle things down. He can make the throws. I like his ability to run with the ball. So that's really nice. But like Justin said, it's like Jekyll and Hyde with this team. Like one half looks horrible. Second half looks okay. Sometimes it looks great. Like, I don't know what we're going to get next week. I don't know what we're going to get any week of the season, but as long as we we keep improving, hopefully things just start to fall in place and we can be good enough to actually do what we want to do, which is win the big 10 West. Yeah, Dom S ch- chiming in there said uh, Hunter Wohler's a stud. Yeah, like that's that he is so good. But by the way, Badger fans prepare to say goodbye to Hunter Wohler at the end of this year, deservedly yeah. so. Like that dude, if you his won, numbers are going to be insane by the end of the year. He's going to have a hundred tackles and seven picks. Like he's going to the league if he wants to. Now mm-hmm. maybe there's an NIL package that keeps him in Madison. I don't know. That's that's an offseason topic, but he is a stud. Um, Christian Gross, yeah, this is an interesting one. Austin Brown and Zachman played a ton of early snaps. We we talked about that on the playback. They were out there early, which, again, points to the fact that this team, Fickle talked about it in the in, in this week in his presser, right? They're still trying to figure out the fits. They're still trying mm-hmm. to figure out you know, who, who goes into what spots. Um, if I want to talk about something I feel really good coming out of this game, guys, to me, Rajiv, you hit on one of them. It's Mordecai. Like, I just believe in that dude. Like, he'll stand in there in the pocket. He'll take a hit. Uh, once again, didn't put the ball in harm's way. I uh, thought he delivered some really nice throws. 
But the other thing that I think is positive about this team, and it's kind of a weird one because you don't want to, you don't want to have a bad first half. The second half's and coming out of halftime, it feels like this staff is able to adjust on the fly. Maybe the right way to say it, but again, you don't you don't want to be in a bad spot. But it feels like they're able to make adjustments, and the second halfs look better. We saw it against Washington State. We saw it here. Um, that's a that's a kind of a feather in the cap in the offense and the, the defensive staff for adjusting. Um, can we do it a little earlier? Hopefully, but I like the fact that this team doesn't fall down, doesn't lay down. It, it makes adjustments. It, it continues to get better throughout the course of the game. I think that bodes well for the overall for overall optics of the season, right? If we're able to make mid game adjustments, I think we're able to make mid season adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, on the the point of the Austin Brown one, I mean, one of the big things that I said to Ryan is he looks like an athlete. Like that guy can move when he's running on the field. He closes ground quickly. And I think this is a big deal because he's a guy who's likely going to have to start next year. So they need to get him some reps. Zachman's probably the other guy. Cause I think we both agree that, or all three of us probably agree that Willer's gone. Like I, there's, he's going to run 100%. his, his measurables are going to be good enough yeah. that he's going to be an NFL player. So there's nothing keeping him here. If he blows up this year, which I, I I'll be shocked if he doesn't have some of the best numbers at safety in the country by the end of the year. Um, with regards to it, it, it's such a weird game because a lot of the sacks seem like coverage sacks. There were a couple of them. I think we're seeing the roadmap for what teams are going to do to Wisconsin the rest of the season. They're going to sit here and throw these dink and dunk five-yard pass plays and just sit there and keep moving it. Now, what's the biggest takeaway I've had from the first three weeks on this? It's really not working. Like, they're not putting up points on us. Like, the what's hurting us is the broken plays downfield. When Wisconsin makes a stupid mistake on the back end, and ends up blowing into a big play, that's when we end up getting hurt. Wisconsin's not getting beat by these five-yard patterns where they hit on a, a first and, you know, end up on second and five. Now, the difference is when we start playing some of these teams that can actually run the football, that's where it's going to get a little bit more uncomfortable mm-hmm. because our run defense has not been great so far. And if teams have a choice of pick your poison to the way they want to play offense against us, mm-hmm. it's going to get it's going to get a lot more difficult for us. Because this team today, what did they throw it? 60 times? Pretty close to it. Like, they're, they're not even trying to run the football. That's going to change going forward. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do think our, I, uh, we got to take a quick break, Rajiv, then come back. I want to I throw this out there to you, to you guys as well. Braylon Allen not starting the game in the starting spot. Mm-hmm. I know we talked heavily about how good Braylon was going to look this year. I think it's an interesting discussion. Let's talk about that next on Lockdown Badgers, plus finish up with your comments. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show um, over at FanDuel. FanDuel remains America's number one sports book, and there's a reason why they are. This app is simple, easy to use, secure, and it's a great time to do it, right? Basketball's uh, coming up, NBA and college, right? NFL just started. College football's in full swing. Baseball playoffs are coming up. This is the perfect time to go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get your no-sweat first bet, plus Every time you sign up with a new customer, if you bet $5, you can get $100 back off the NFL Sunday ticket, YouTube and YouTube TV. So not only are you going to get great bonus bets opportunities, but you're going to get a cheaper way to watch the games, watch the action. And that's what FanDuel is so great about. And once again, simple app, easy to use, easy to click your payouts, easy to make the bets. FanDuel is incredible. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, let's keep going here. Rajiv, I want to kick it to you. Um, I think I cut you off on a, uh, a point you were about to make. I was just going to say that I think the tackling um, was better today than we've seen in the last couple of weeks. So that was nice to see. 
Um, I still think there were some, there were several mistakes made there, but you know, and again, maybe against better teams, that's, that's not showing as much, but I did like the open field tackling. I think we clearly, that was a focus during this week and it's nice to see that getting better. That's what I want to just keep seeing though, more improvement every week. I want to be able to, you know, we identify these things that the, the team identifies these things that clearly aren't working. If they get better the following week, that's, that's a step in the right direction. And you have to keep doing that every week. So I was glad to see that that did get a little better today. Talk to me about Braylon, guys. So I know I see Luke Resenberg here said, is Braylon Allen just a better eye formation downhill runner? Justin? 100% yes. <laughs> right? Is it also kind of weird to see Ches Malusi starting the game against Georgia Southern at home? He actually got more ta- more uh, carries, too, out of the two yeah, of them. Yeah. I-, I think he fits the offense better. Like, he's he's a guy who has better vision, and he's a little more elusive. And it, it fits what they're trying to do. With, with a light box – you want a guy who doesn't have to have a perfect hole and can find the open space. And Braylon's struggling with that. And it was one of the things we talked about during the game cast when I'm sitting there watching him and we threw a, a swing pass out to Braylon and I watched him catch the ball and then he stuttered and he, he probably had about four or five yards that he could have picked up on the catch. Instead he stutter stepped and tried to juke the, the guy who was coming downhill, the, the linebacker who was coming from the middle and he ended up getting undercut and picking up like a yard and a half. And I'm like, if he just goes forward on that and runs uphill uh, or downfield, he's got five yards. Like he's going to get tripped up, yes, but he's going to probably get three yards during the the course of falling down that is important to this offense. And we need to stop seeing him dance around, especially when he's in open space in the passing game. I agree with Justin. I think Ches does fit the offense a little bit better. Um, what starting to me, that doesn't really matter. Like they both, yeah. one had 15 carries, one had 12. I, I'm not really too concerned with starting. Look, I think Braylon's going to be a huge part of what this team does this year still. We need him to keep defenses honest. We need him to be able to pound the ball. And let's face it, it's still a strength of this team. We still did that when we wanted to start, you know, putting this game away that's exactly what we did we ran between the tackles and we went up the middle with those guys and that's still going to be a big part of it and braylon allen is incredible he's going to be incredible throughout the year i starting or not starting doesn't really bother me i think that i think he's still going to have a big year because i think look when you when you play iowa and we play these teams in the big 10 we're going to want to run the ball and he's still going to be a huge aspect mm-hmm. i don't want to see him catching those screen passes i'd rather that be Chaz or receivers mainly because yeah. look happened again today when the receivers caught it, it, it helps. It goes for, for much more yards. So, um, <clears throat> but I'm not really concerned about that. I still think that he's a, it's a massive part. We have two great running backs. That's a that's a thing to celebrate. And if if they if they split carries, that's fine. Um, you know, obviously Braylon had a huge run today, which which really helped seal the game. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's still the best player on our team, and I expect him to be for the rest of the year. The Braylon one is interesting. I know, Rashid, you said starting doesn't really matter to you as much. And I, I think from a, a – if you zoom out, I agree with that. But, like, if you spend the entire offseason marketing Braylon – and I know they marketed Braylon just, but Braylon was one of the faces of the program, right? And he came back. He talked about it. He said – you know, because he could have transferred. There was the smoke about Michigan. And he talked about how good he thought this long offense would be for him. I worry a tiny bit if that's going to cause issues if suddenly Chez is starting. Like if he's getting seven carries last game. Like I'm just saying like from everything that was talked about in the offseason, everything we talked about. And listen, well, a lot of what we talked about was outgrowth of what the coaches talked about with Braylon, right? Is what Braylon talked about. We're not just making this stuff up. The expectations were he was going to have a huge year. Like we talked about Braylon for Heisman. You know, like not, not in the sense that he would win it, but like he would be have that type of season. 
I think it's very interesting that three games in, we're seeing Tres start the game, right? That's an optics thing, but I don't think that's something to gloss over. I also think that one thing that you can't really overlook is the fact that maybe maybe Chez is fitting things better because he's he's quicker, he can go to the outside more because the offensive line hasn't been performing the way that we really need them to. If the O line is doing their job at all the time, then I think Braylon Allen has is is looking much better. But let's face it, we've had some issues up front, similar to what we had last year. We were hoping that was taken care of, but it's not. A little bit better today. Um, Nelson looked a little bit better, but overall, there's still problems there. And I think that look, I mean, it's it's always a huge part of a running back success is the oh, is the O line, and I think that's affecting Braylon Allen because you know they're just not being able to dominate teams up front as much, which means he can't run through the tackles as well as he wants to and and dominate, and then you know be able to have that perfect sort of balance that we thought we were going to have coming into the year. So I think the O line plays a big piece of it as well. Yeah, I. <sighs> Nelson didn't give up as many shock plays to the defense where he got beat for sacks, but he was problematic in this game. He absolutely killed us from a penalty standpoint. He he took away a fourth down that we picked up with, with him not being on the line because he was sitting back too deep. And there's just, it seems like every week we get stung by something that he's doing. And it's, I'm to the point now where I'm like, I want to see him split a little time with Rucci just to see what we've got there. Like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, fine. They've seen practice. They've seen what's going on. But it's like we're we're losing drives based off of some of his mistakes. And that has to be one of those things that you have to legitimately take a look at and be like, I need you to play clean or we can't have you on the field. Because even if this guy, all he does is stalemate, at least he's not giving us 10 yards holding or whatever out of this drive where you're, you're losing yardage on it. Now, I love not seeing the sacks. That's that's definitely a positive. He definitely played better from not getting beat, but I also think that he wasn't facing the caliber of player that he was facing last week. He's a guy that I'm thinking that people have built up a little bit more than what he actually is as a player. Um, honestly, the offensive line has been a problem, though. I will, I will 100% say that. They need to be better. If Wisconsin has aspirations of being really good this season, they need to be – it's going to start there. And it's, it shows in every facet. It's not just the running game. It's the passing game, too. We've seen times where Mordecai has really good time, and we've seen times where he gets it, and it's like between the snap being a bad snap and him getting the ball and people already kind of getting around him, you wonder if he's going to be comfortable enough to actually complete a pass. And there were a couple times where it caused some tunnel vision with him. You know, he had passes batted and stuff because I don't think he felt comfortable looking off whoever his target was because the guy was open and he didn't want to try moving because he knew he had to get rid of the football. Guys, give me a um, go out on this one because I want to get some comments in, but I want one more last round table with us. Give me a stock up and stock down on defense and offense for you guys and kind of a quick one. I'll, and I'll start really quick. For me, stock up on offense, I think it's Mordecai. I really like the poise of Mordecai. Like mm -hmm. he'll stand there and take a hit. So oh, I, I agree with that. Offense, some nice runs today too. Yeah, like I yeah, that touch that that touchdown run he, Mordecai had with a bad snap. A lot of quarterbacks would just corral that and fall over. He corralled mm -hmm. it, made a guy miss, and then made a touchdown out of it. I love Mordecai. Stock up Mordecai for me, and I'm going to keep talking about it. I think Cheney's the best inside linebacker we have. He's decisive, he quick, fast, explosive. I'm going to go stock up Cheney as well. Um, I thought they all played better this week, but Cheney was the best one out of the three. Yeah. So I'm going to say stock up uh, Mordecai as well. Um, and in Riley Mallman, I think Mallman is, is is doing really well. And I think he deserves some, some individual call outs on the O line up front on the right. 
Uh, but yeah, Mordecai is, is, is critical. Um, stock up on the defense. Uh, for me, I'm going to say James Thompson. I think he he's still really, he's playing well. I think he's really owning sort of that, that dominating spot on the D line. I think he's doing a great job with it. Um, and then I don't know, are we doing stock down stock down for me on the defense yeah, right now is, is Muma. I love Muma, but I just don't see him. He's not, he's not as active as Chaney and Turner right now. I he's, he's that run stopping guy. He hasn't really been doing it. He missed another tackle today. I didn't like that. Um, and then stock down on the offense is Bryson green. Uh, I just feel like he needs to be better. He is that possession receiver that needs to go up. Like we saw in kind of some of the practice videos we were seeing going up and, and high pointing that ball. He has been doing that. I don't know why, but he needs to be better. Well, my in that regard, that's the beauty of having some depth at the wide receiver yep. position. Like if somebody's playing poorly, you have other guys that can hopefully pick them up. Um, stock up. I think the offense showed some consistency in the second half that we were waiting to see where we, we strung together a few straight drives where it's like we consistently put up points. Uh, stock down. I would say the defense, we can't rely on turnovers like this. You've got to be able to hold a team like Georgia Southern under 400 yards of offense, heck, under 350. Like this is a team that you should be able to somewhat control the game on the defensive side of the ball. And we just flat out didn't Um, offensive line. It would be, if I'm going to take a a shot at the offense, there's it's stocked down. We need to start seeing them show some signs that they're getting better. And maybe that will happen with Renfro, but Bordellini, this is the worst game I've seen from him in terms of snapping. He had some really ugly snaps in this game and it, it did mess with the offense a little bit with with uh, Mordecai having to adjust and and then being a step slow on his reads because of it. Let me throw a couple comments at you guys and just I'm going to give one to each you got a couple to each you guys just to get a kind of a reaction on it because I definitely want to get some of these comments in here. Um, the first one is here. This we had a couple comments regarding our Rajiv, you and I, our stock up on Tanner Mordecai, liking him as a game. Um, this one is from John Berger, 19 to 30, 236, zero touchdowns against Georgia Southern is good. He didn't throw a pick, but that's a joke. Uh, Rajiv. Look, yeah, he didn't throw a pick. That's good. Should he throw touchdowns? Sure. And, and I understand He had that, two rushing touchdowns. He did. And that's that's what I was going to say. Look, he, he ran the ball for touchdowns. But the thing is, to me, it was about his poise, right? He We were down 14-7 to against Georgia Southern, and that was trouble. And, I mean, I, I we were all a little bit worried about it. And I think he provided some calm, some poise. And he – because, look, let me let me say this, John. Like, if, if, if Graham Mertz was in the backfield, would we won that game? No, I don't think so. And, and I think that that's what Mordecai brings us. Like at the end of the day, we did win. And I know people don't want to hear a win is a win. And I get that because it was ugly, but he did what he had to do. We won by 21. And I think a lot of that was his poise and what he did. And he made good passes. He made good decisions. Not throwing a pick is really great. And, and I know that he should have had more touchdowns, but he ran for two. We, we rushed otherwise. So it's okay. I'm, I'm not huge on immediate, like needing to see those touchdown numbers. I want to see him play well. And I think he did. Uh, so Bo, oh, Dragon, yeah, I was gonna say Bo Dragon. So Mordecai is a running back now. No, he's not a running back, and I, I get what you're trying to say with that. But he made winning plays. Like yeah. those two touchdown runs are winning plays. I don't care how the quarterback gets it done. If we win the game, it, I, I don't get. I don't care about his stats. Like if he makes winning plays and he goes twenty of fifty, but yet he's got seven touchdowns, I'll take that all the time. Like it that doesn't works. have to look pretty if he's getting the job done. He made plays to win this game. Wisconsin needs guys right now that are going to make winning plays and that they can lean on and rely on because not everyone's there right now in this, and they need somebody that can get it done when they need it. 
let's point out too if that does if he doesn't get a bad snap from Bordellini in that moment, maybe he has a passing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right? He turned a crap play into a touchdown where a lot of quarterbacks would take that crap play and turn it over. Like that was one of the biggest plays of the game. Mordecai he did what Cam Ward did last week. He didn't panic and he turned a bad snap into something that was positive for the team. That's a big win. Um, Justin, this one to you. Christian Gross says, uh, do you think there's any chance the receiver transfers are maybe getting frustrated with how uh, C.J. Williams didn't get a lot of play, Will Pong didn't get a lot of play? How worried are you about maybe these, these promises not coming through for the receivers that are transferred in? It's it's really hard to say right now. I think the uh, the passing offense is going to get better than what it is. I, I with receivers, you never, you can't tell. Like I have no idea what they're going to, what the expectations of these guys are. Do they expect to get 30 catches in the season? Do they expect 20? Do they expect 15? I, I would think, think guys like CJ and them probably are, I want at least 25. I don't know. Like it's, I really look at this and I'm kind of like, yeah, I could see how they'd be upset with what's going on. But I think if they look at the bigger picture and that's what the coaching staff has got to sell them is like, Hey, we're, we're working progress. We're getting there. We're showing signs eventually this is going to click and we can start, you know, being more aggressive with some of the things that we're doing. And then you're going to get your opportunities. And that's kind of where it's at. Like they, these guys, I would like to believe that they're not getting super frustrated yet, but at this point, yeah, it would, nothing would shock me with wide receivers. It's just the way that the way the game is nowadays, this is not 1994 where a guy gets three catches for 35 yards. And he's like, Hey, I got the ball today. Let's let's be real, man. Receivers transfer into a place to catch mm-hmm. the ball, right? That yep. that's the reality of being a receiver. Like we just saw one guy transfer because he wasn't touching the ball. We haven't seen a ton of play for CJ Williams. Bryson Green received to your point of struggle. Will Pauling didn't get a lot of run today. Like it, it's something to monitor. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says the two run, run uh, touchdown rushing uh, Mordecai had don't count. Obviously, it does. Uh, kind of reiterating the point we're making that winning plays are are being made by Mordecai. Roderick Brown says stock up on the tight ends. Yes. Rucci and Ashcraft both had a huge mm-hmm. impact in this game. Very good point. Yep. Ashcraft really looks like he's going to be such a good player. Yeah, he does. Let's let's finish on this one because I, I have several comments on this. I'll kick this around to you guys. Uh, deep passing game, stretching the field. Once again, we really we, we really haven't seen that again. The biggest play today was what the Rucci, which was a catch and run. Um, mm-hmm. Is that just not going to happen this year, guys? I sure hope it does. I'm really excited to go to the Purdue game next week and be able to watch the game and see what the receivers are doing on the back end of the play um, and, and what kind of routes they're running because, yeah, we we definitely need that. And and it shocked me that we didn't really see that today. Um, we took a, we took one shot, I think, to maybe green, but it, we, we just need more. We need more shots. We need to see it. We need to stretch it. So, yeah, I'm not sure why it's not happening. I'm guessing it's – I don't know if the receivers aren't running crisp enough routes or they're not getting open – I'm very excited to watch that in person next week to see actually what's happening with the receivers. There's so many factors that come into a, a comment like this that it's it's hard for me to say because the offensive line hasn't been great mm-hmm. so far. And we don't have any clue what the defense is get doing on a given play, which likely plays some regard in it. We can't go over the fact that Mordecai isn't turning the ball over and then and then say, well, we want him to push it downfield more because I don't want him throwing it into bad situations. Now, if the defense is dropping – and saying we're just going to try and keep everything in front of us, which I think there probably was. Like if you looked at last week's film from Washington State, there were a lot of opportunities that were were there for us to take. And I think that this team did not necessarily want to offer that up as much, figuring they didn't want shock plays against their their defense. They wanted to try and make us earn it, kind of like Buffalo did a little bit more in the in week one, where it's like we're going to make you try and nickel and dime us down the field. 
And I think that I'll take what works, but we need to be more efficient in what we're doing with some of the things and some of the choices I don't love. Like these these running back swing passes, I love the RPO to Chez. I thought that was a beautiful play. And if it gets you eight yards with a guy like him, I think that that's something you can get consistently. I loved seeing how opening was. If Jack Nelson is on the line, that Ashcraft catch that he had over the middle that wasn't canceled out by penalty, that was a thing of beauty. We need to see more of that type of stuff. And that is the the, the middle of the field. If they're, if they're going to go into a two-deep type defense, Ashcraft's going to eat in the middle. Like that's where he's going to be in belt. Yes. Uh, any of those guys working the middle of the field, the, the slot guys and, and tight ends are going to have a field day in the middle of the field. That's where you have to attack. Rajiv, uh, your boy looked good. Uh, that's the second game in a row where I thought Skyler Bell looked really yep. good. Made a he guy was a plus. He's, yeah. he's he's definitely earning himself opportunities. No he's drive. a weapon. He's He was a weapon last year. He's a weapon this year. He's going to continue to be a weapon. He's been good in space. Year, yeah, he's good in space. He's an explosive athlete. Like, he is yep. a legit athlete at this level. Yep. Um, a couple of really quick comments. William uh, Wojowski says, love Ashcraft. I agree. Kurt Yeager says, deep balls were not close. Um, yeah, Mordecai's had a tendency to overthrow those. Mm-hmm. Ryan Eller says uh, someone who was at the game was very few routes over 20 yards. And that's kind of the perspective that we don't have watching the game. We don't yeah. have the old 22. I, I would guess that there was that the way they were playing defense was not necessarily conducive to us taking deep shots. And we were just here's like, the, here's the thing though, that still drives me t- a tiny bit nuts. And again, I am not Phil Longo and I don't know a 10th of the football that Phil Longo knows. I, I a hundred percent understand that. I acknowledge that, but at some point I just want to see, Tanner Mordecai throw a 50-50 ball to Bryson Green and put it on the money and see if Bryson Green can just go over a five foot ten defensive back and make a play. Because that's why you brought him here. Right? Like that's why you go get a 6-2 physical receiver. Yeah. And this is what we've seen Penn State and Ohio State and the big schools do to us against our 5-10 cornerbacks, right? That's why you get a Bryson Green. I don't totally disagree with your perspective on that, but the way I kind of look at it a little bit is like if you know that there's certain types of plays that you that are more effective against it 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 would be stupid to continue to bang your head against the wall and take shots that aren't necessarily there under the guise that hey i have a better athlete now if it's the end of the game and you need to make a play i totally get having that mindset where it's like i don't i don't have the luxury now to sit on here and try to do play this perfect play that i think is the right fit i have to make something happen but in under that circumstance i think before that if the game is in a good place I don't think you take unnecessary risks. Here's the one question, though. Are the plays not there, or is Tanner Mordecai just kind of overthrowing it? Well, here. Where was so, it? I mean, I, Ryan, I Ryan dropped it here, right here. He said, So he was at the game. He said, ton of cover, too. So they but, were dropping two safeties, and they're basically keeping guys away from the middle of the field. I don't want Mordecai throwing a bunch of balls to the sideline, like deep throws at the sideline, because they're, yeah. not, they're not efficient plays. This Do I want to take them occasionally, like once or twice a game? Sure. But fade routes really aren't all. great. Where I said against Buffalo, I don't feel like Georgia Southern should be able to play such good defense that we can't challenge them deep, right? Can Georgia Southern really say, like, let me put it another way. And we're not Ohio State. I get that. We're not Georgia. We're not Alabama. Georgia Southern shouldn't be able to completely dictate our passing tree, in my opinion. No, but if you have something that's going to be simpler and more efficient, why would you Why would you throw plays that you know have less likelihood of working? Because we're better than they are. But it wasn't working. We scored seven points. That's ego, though. Ego will cost you games. Our athletes are better than Georgia. You said that. Like, our athletes are better than Georgia State. I agree with that. They are. But that doesn't mean that I want to run a play that I know is probably has a below 50% chance of working simply because I have a better athlete running into that route. But But if we were were taking – 
if we were taking what the defense was giving us, why do we only score seven points in two and a half right. points? Like, that's Thank not you. good enough. Like we need to have scored oh, more. We were our we looked like it looked like the Mertz offense in the first half. It was just we, run in line, run in line, and complete on third down. That's unacceptable. We 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 should not. If they're playing a cover two, we should have been able to do other things. Oh, we like should have we, been working in the middle of the field a lot more. Right, and like that's we what those things have to get better. Yeah. But the 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 first half, there were a lot of mitigating circumstances. Like we had stupid penalties on offense that consistently put us in bad spots. And yeah, we didn't run. We didn't do a good job being effective offensively. I won't. I'm not going to argue that. I didn't love what we did in the first half at all. I would have liked us to stretch the field a little bit more than what we did, but it wasn't pretty football. Like it, it, we, you need some success to start rolling on offense. And in order to do that, you need some things to start working. And it, it nothing was working. Like we were oh, getting like, Campbell. sorry, I was just going to say, Greg Campbell says need first downs. I don't care. And this is to your point, Justin, I don't care about 25 yard plus passes right now. If they can't get open at 10 to 15 yards, they aren't going to get deeper shots. Speaking both the execution penalties and pass protection on Greg's point here. Uh, I think we would all agree. There's, there's, it's not firing on all cylinders offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get six turnovers and you score 35 points against the Sunbelt yeah. team, that, that's not a good enough yeah. offensive performance. We looked better in the second half, but yeah, it definitely – like the first half was was a basically – that is film that offensively you're almost like just burn it. Like yeah. this was all bad. Let's look at the things we did positively in the second half and see what we can work off from this because there was, there was bad line play. We didn't have a lot of, of – plus throws other than the big throw that we had that that we got stung on that went to the Ashcraft play next. Like we had that DK had the nice, what was it, 40 yard catch? Something like that. We went basically from the 30 to 30, so probably about 40 yards. Um and then Ashcraft had that nice play and it got we got we basically cut our legs out from under ourselves on that play. It's like we finally have something good happen and every that's the that's the thing that's happening with this offense right now. We'll have a nice solid play and then right after it we'll do something stupid that puts us behind the sticks or puts us in a bad spot so we can't move forward and it's not you're you're not wrong it's a lot like the Mertz offense we had similar issues with it then and that's where I kind of looking at it it's like this team mentally just isn't playing like a team that's a winning team right now like there's winning teams don't do stupid stuff like this you need to get this stuff out of your system and start playing just at a high level and that's not happening yet yeah, it's not. And this is where I would agree with Bo. You can't stop great passing games. We're not a great passing game right now. No, um, we're not. We're definitely not. We're just not. I agree with you on that, Bo. Um, all right, guys, we're at 46 minutes. Obviously, a ton more content always coming up on this show, but uh, I do want to kind of wrap it up here. Really do appreciate everybody coming on. As always, we got 200 people, 200 plus people watching, a bunch of people in the comments. Justin, Rajiv, Ryan jumped on the comments. Um, listen, at the end of the day, we're two and one, right? Two and one, heading into Big Ten play. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a terrible spot to be. So, yeah. As, as much as we're bagging on the Badgers right now, Purdue is not exactly a, a powerhouse either. So it's definitely a winnable game. We've got to play cleaner than what we played this week, and hopefully we take a step in, again in the right direction. And hopefully it's a big one. I hate that's on a Friday, though. Yeah. Because then it's, Saturday is like, come on, I need something. There's no Badger football. It's a, it's a tough the, – the worst part about a game, Badger game on Friday, is that if they lose, it ruins all of Saturday mm-hmm. for me. If they win, I'm great. But if they lose that game, I'm not going to watch a game on Saturday because I'm going to be too frustrated. So, anyway, on Wisconsin, uh, certainly pay attention to the news that Rajiv and Justin dropped today. They're going to be launching their own pod, which I think is incredible, and it's going to make all of us smarter. Uh, But with that, on Wisconsin, I appreciate everybody tuning in, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow.